everybody. This is uh, Pastor Mike um, with the From Here to There pa- uh, podcast, a podcast on discipleship and uh, just really going where God desires us to go. And we are in this uh, sermon series called uh, Emotions. And we have so many emotions and so many things going on inside of us. And for some people, we, we allow our emotions to drive us. For others, um, we ignore it and try to push the pause button and don't um, do anything with our emotions. And as we walk through this series, um, as we walk through even discipleship, um, we have to realize that God gave us emotions. And um, a lot of times, the negative emotions tell us that something's wrong. Um, they, they're just like warning signs in a car. They're, they're the um, lights that come on and off. There's something that's not working right in, in our world, in our hearts, in our life, and that we need to find a solution for it. And, and the emotion that we're talking about today is called shame. And um, for a long time, I didn't really think much about shame until I read a book by Ed Welch called Shame Interrupted. And I was reading through this book um, and and what this uh, writer, Ed Welch, says and, and started recognizing how much shame is um, part of our culture, um, part of our lives, part of, of, of who we are. We're, again, it goes, it, it goes back to the Garden of Eden, as all of our emotions do. Um, before sin enters the world, everything is good. And the, the Bible actually talks about this emotion um, beforehand, that we were all naked, um, Adam and Eve were both naked, and they felt no shame. No, they were naked, they were authentic, they were who they were, they were beautiful, and they didn't need to hide from each other. There's nothing that they weren't, they were ashamed of. You know, think about that word shame and all the derivatives of that. Ashamed, maybe even humiliation. Um, uh, hiding, all connected to this word. And I, and I, I think this emotion is so subtle in that we all, we all carry it almost constantly. And yet it's not an emotion that we would, hey, how are you doing? Uh, I'm feeling shame. It's, it's not, we don't answer that question that way. The way we know it's there is when something happens or something is said and something stirs in our in our soul that feels like running um, our eye. And you can even see it in people. Their eyes go down, their heads go down, their, their shoulders drop. Physically, we, we see shame in people and emotionally they feel. And, and it plays out in all, shame plays out in all sorts of ways. Um, let me just walk through a few of those with you. Um, we, can, we can see it in, in kids. Shame. Look at when a kid is in trouble, look at their eyes and watch how they can't make eye contact with you. They, they just don't want to see, they really don't want you to see them. They, they feel shame. Or when a kid gets in trouble, what do they do? They, they hide. They go in a corner, they cover themselves with a sheet. Um, they experience shame. They don't want to be seen. They don't want to be found. They, they're, they know that they've done something wrong and that they are hiding who they are because of shame. Now think about this for a second. Shame is different than guilt. Um, guilt is this idea that that we did something wrong and therefore we need to bring it out in the light and, and confess. And we, we can deal with our guilt and guilt doesn't last very long sometimes. We can move on from our guilt very quickly. Shame is one of those things that hangs on forever. It just, it just stays with us. We could have, we could have handled the guilt, but sometimes um, shame has less to do with what happened and more of to do of us being not good enough. 
Nothing about the, the ways we, we use shame. Shame um, makes us feel like we're an outsider, that we're an outcast, that we're, we're, we're thrown out. Um, shame has to deal with how we see ourselves, that we have something that's not worthy, that we're, it's not, it's something that we don't want people to know about us. Shame by connection will always lead us to hide, to cover. Now, going back to the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, uh, before sin entered the world, they were naked and they felt no shame. Then as they take the fruit, um, the Bible walks through this, this story of how shame takes over. Their eyes were open. They started seeing the flaws in themselves. And so they hid. And when they hid, they also put on fig leaves to try to cover their their shame. Now, this thing about how that works in our life, it's, it's true. We are constantly putting on fig leaves. And I, and I say that meaning that we're trying to cover our shame. Sometimes it's in our um, achievements. Hey, look at me. I am a... I've achieved this. I've earned this much money. And yet there's a disconnect sometimes in us that although we feel like we've done all this, we're never good enough. And I, th- I think you can see this as people who, um, by all intents and purposes, as we look at them, have succeeded in life, yet still feel a sense of emptiness and aloneness. And they feel like they're still not good enough. And so sometimes they end up taking their own life. And so they hide, and and we can do that too. We we hide in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, I was walking through um, ways that we experience shame, and and it doesn't just happen with kids. It happens with um, students who get a bad uh, grade. We don't. I remember feeling that feeling of like shame of like I don't want to tell my parents what I got in that test. I don't want to show them my report card. It's not good enough. And so you you hide it, you lose it, um, you forget it at school, um, and there's all these other places that plays out. Like even when you, you have, someone breaks up with you, you feel not good enough. You feel like an outsider. You feel like hiding. Um, you do something stupid, like you do it, like something that's just embarrassing. Your face gets red. There's the physical side. Your 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 eyes go down. And you just want to get away, just like the commercial, the Snickers. I think it's a Snickers commercial. Do you need to get away? We, sometimes we just want to run. You ever watch a TV show? I mean, they do this often where um, they, they're telling a story and someone experiences some sort of shame and so they run. They get away. And that's how we all are. We are trapped in our shame. Again, what we talked about Sunday, and I'll, I'll just mention again, Shame comes in many different forms. Sometimes shame is what we do. What it's it's part of our identity, but because of a mistake we've made. But sometimes we carry shame because of what's been done to us. We don't. We almost identify ourselves with that thing that's happened. It's not our fault. It's not. It's not guilt. It's like you feel dirty. You feel like you can go in the shower and you can and wash and wash and wash, but you can never get up. It feels like a stain on you. It feels like a blemish. And we want to we want to take it off. It just it just sticks. And I I've heard so many stories of people who have gone through something in their childhood that they didn't do, they didn't cause it, that they did nothing wrong, and yet because someone did it to them, 
they have lived their life in hiding and they, they've kind of and, and it's it's not necessarily wrong for them to hide it but it is a it is an identification of shame and so what i think we need to do is maybe to stop and say all right where am i what am i hiding what shame do i have what have i done in the past that i am like i don't want someone to find out how is that still driving me how am i still identifying with that or maybe what's been done to you what 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 is it that you don't want anyone to know what is it that makes you not want to be in relationship with people what fears do you have of that shame coming out and i think what we need to do is figure out how to deal with our shame I th- and again i want to tell you everybody that i know has has something they're hiding has some kind of shame maybe it's it's major maybe a major thing that they've done or maybe it's just how they see themselves and they don't even want people to know how they see themselves it can be just the fear of rejection and so you hide what what I want you to know though, okay, this is the good this is the good that's the bad news, all right? And it's always good to get to the other side, the good news is that God deals with our shame. Okay, we we I'm just gonna tell you that the, all the fig leaves that we try to wear to cover our shame are never gonna be good enough. They may hide something for a while, but they are never gonna feel adequate. And any time have you ever walked into a room? thinking that everyone sees something about you or knows something about you, and so you don't even want to be there. I've heard this about church sometimes. They're like, some, they do something stupid and they mess up. And so they're like, they come back to church and they carry such shame. In fact, the shame gets so strong in them that they almost put it on the people of the churches. That they, I, I feel so judged when I come into the church. And sometimes, sometimes they are judged and, and, uh, you know, we, we need to own that and not make people feel necessarily judged, but other times it has nothing to do with the people of the church and everything to do with shame that we're carrying. Sometimes no one knows what's going on in your life, but you, but you feel like everyone's looking at you. You feel like everyone's judging you because you, you're carrying the shame. And I want you to, and then we want to run from church. We want to run from the people that we know. We, we don't want to be in relationship with them. And I've seen that multiple times when people are caught in an affair and they're, they want to hang on to that. They run from the very people who love them and want the best for them. They, they, they kind of stop talking to them, stop returning texts, stop. And they just, they don't want those people in their life anymore. Or people just plain out lie to you because they don't want you to know the truth. And I just, there's a solution to that shame. And, it, and God is the one that clothes us. In the story of Genesis, <clears throat> what happens next is that God comes. And I love the way it, it talks about it. He, said, he asks a question, where are you, Adam? And I want you to know God cares. Number one is he is looking for Adam and he's looking for us. And he, he wants to redeem you. He wants to bring you back. The good news is he does not want you to re- remain in your shame. And so he pursues. And then he says, Adam, Listen, your your fig leaves aren't good enough. So he clothes Adam with different clothes. And I think that storyline, that picture is played out in the rest of scripture. 
the rest of the Bible, where the God of the universe, although we carry the shame and sometimes we deserve that shame and, and we, we label ourselves with shame, and although we're outsiders and although we're maybe unclean and holy and although we, we are weak and although we have things that, that we want to hide, here comes God down into our world and he takes our shame away. All right, so you go into the New Testament, and you could you could talk about shame in the Old Testament. There and there was a lot of talking about shame and honor. That there's the, the opposite side of shame is honor, and we could spend some time studying it, looking into it. But there's also the New Testament when Jesus comes and how he takes someone's shame away. Um, on Sunday we talked about this um, woman who was bleeding for twelve years, and if you know uh, much of the context, the culture of the the time, um, when you are um, bleeding. You are unclean, and unclean meant that you couldn't connect with people. You were outside of relationship. You were outside of of the temple. You couldn't worship because of um, this uncleanness. And she was hiding, and she was she didn't want people to know that she was there touching Jesus, wanting to be healed. But Jesus, and I love that phrase, but Jesus, comes and removes her shame. There's another story in John chapter 4 of this woman at the well, and she's at the well in a time of day that was not the time that most people went out. And most people would say is because she was rejected. She was an outcast. She, uh, the fact that she admits that she's had five um, husbands and the guy that she was with now was not her husband. She's, she's in hiding. In fact, a lot of times, even in this hiding, she kind of distracts, tries to distract Jesus from by asking him theological questions to get him off of, of what she's really trying to hide. Jesus not only... Accepts her. He really, he comes to her. He waits at the well for her. He starts a conversation with this Samaritan woman. Samaritan, by the way, was being is someone that was um, very distant. Was was the enemy of the Jews in some ways. They they hated each other. And a woman in that culture, um, a woman was it was in a different standing than a man, and. Also, someone that, that probably was labeled as a sinner, as a failure, as someone who can't even handle a relationship. And Jesus invites her to drink from the living water. He wants to re- remove the shame and, re- and restore her the honor that God made her into. Let me give you another story of this woman caught in adultery. And when it says caught in adultery, it generally means that she was in bed with somebody at the time that she was caught. And she's they have witnesses and they bring her out. And you can tell by the story that there, there is shame there. There is she. She probably is in the middle of this crowd, wanting to be someplace else. And Jesus stands up for her and removes her shame and tells her to go sin no more. Like all I want to tell you is, over and over again, Jesus comes to these people who are living in shame, and he removes it a deaf person, a, a leper, over and over again. The leprosy, again, was an outside experience that. Experience that healing, have Jesus come into our life. If our kids needed to, need to know that. The church should no longer be a place where people carry shame. The church should be a place where Jesus removes shame and, and gives honor. The church is this beautiful bride of Christ 
is as broken and messed up as it is, the reason why we are glorious is because he has made us glorious, made us beautiful. And I, and I want people to experience that. I want, I want people to know that they're not defined by what they have done. They're defined by what the shame that he carried for us and that he will honor us and glorify us. Not because of what we've done, but because of what he's done. He invites us into this place of honor that we can be authentic. We can bring out the shame into our life and that he actually chooses the shameful things to, to bring him glory. Imagine that. God chooses the weak things of this world to shame the wise. The things that are not, the things that have no purpose. And he says, this is what I choose. He uses our weakness to show off his, his strength. He takes ugly things and make them beautiful. This is the journey of the good news. This is the story of the gospel. And the gospel, not just in word, but in, in the storyline of our life. This is our story. That you and I, have a lot that we're hiding, but we're no longer hiding anymore. Because Jesus knows. He sees us as we are. And he, yeah, he still invites us in. And there's, you know, there's so much more I could say about this idea of shame. But I just want to challenge all of us. As we look at our emotions and we identify where we're where we're fearful from last week, but now where we're caring, where we're hiding. To identify those places we're hiding. Maybe that's why you don't want to join a small group. Maybe that's why you don't want to go to a party with somebody. Maybe that's why, because you're hiding. Maybe that's why you don't you overshare, or you don't share anything. Maybe that's why you say it's I'm okay, I'm good. Maybe maybe shame you just you're not letting people in. And for many of us, we're not letting God in to, to really redeem the very places that we're carrying shame. Don't stay there. God has paid, uh, Jesus has paid a huge price to cover your shame. And he has such a story for you. Don't settle. Don't, don't stay there. Don't just go to church. Experience the work of God in your life where he moves you from shame to, from disgrace to honor and beauty. May we all live in that today.